Good morning, and welcome to Healthy Options, a program that focuses on integrative health therapies. We're here on WERU, your community radio station, the first Wednesday of every month at 10 a.m. I'm Andre Bella, and I'm your host this morning. Today we'll be talking with Kristen Jacobson of Rainsong, a center for hypnotherapy and holistic wellness, and we'll be discussing hypnotherapy. Um, Kristen Jacobson has worked as a registered nurse in women's health and obstetrics for 12 years and has formally studied for three years with the Herb College in San Antonio, Texas, to become a master herbalist and meditation guide. Along with her sister, a doctorate physical therapist, and her mother, an RN and NGH certified clinical hypnotist, She's now offering individual and group hypnotherapy sessions, as well as herbal detoxification, creative visualization, and other spiritual workshops. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Well, I think um, by looking at your biographical sketch here, maybe one of our first questions that listeners would like to hear about is, how did you first get interested in hypnotherapy, and what is hypnotherapy? Okay. Um, Well... Hypnotherapy um, is used interchangeably with uh, hypnosis uh, in that each is really the process of being guided into a a deeply relaxed space where you would be uh, more amenable to suggestion. It increases your suggestibility, um, your impressionability, where um, normally day-to-day we're not that impressionable anymore as adults where we once were in our lives. As children, we um, we operated predominantly from the position of our subconscious mind, which is the impressional part of our minds. Um, that sort of um, there's a critical factor that comes into play around age six or seven, and after that time, you're not as impressionable anymore. And so, um, hypnosis is a tool to sort of um, gain access to that part of us that would be um, in a position to accept new and beneficial beneficial suggestions um, to affect positive changes in our lives. And so how I got interested in hypnotherapy, um, it's sort of um, been a process, I think, my entire life. Um, It's been sort of organic um, and started from when I was a small child, really, um, from my mother. It was part of, um, of the parenting I received. Um, I think that the first memory I have of being guided in hypnosis or in uh, meditation is um, when I was a a small child, my mother at night would do something called the rag doll. And if we couldn't sleep, we'd say, Mom, do the rag doll. And she she would. And what it was was a process of head to toe um, guiding us into relaxing our bodies and turning off our minds and putting them to sleep. And, um, And she would do that. She would talk about how our face would feel really tired and all the smiling and the talking we did it would just make our jaws very sleepy and it's time now to to tuck in in our jaws and put them to sleep and and our eyes being very sleepy and she'd go down through our arms and they'd feel sort of heavy and 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 tired and it's time now to put our bodies to sleep and and then after our little rag doll session um she would test lift an arm and drop it and if it dropped just kerplunk then she thought we were ready and otherwise she'd say oh you're not there yet and start over again start at the top and and retest us and so it sort of got me in practice of of um of tucking myself in at night in that way um and in just in the whole process of um the power of suggestion that's such a wonderful 
childhood memory to have. <laughs> yes, it is. And such a wonderful way to start into something that actually is part of your professional life. Yes. Um, I, Kristen and I had a, a wonderful talk in my living room last week, <laughs> and she was telling me about um, her mother and how she grew up with these experiences with her mom putting her to bed at night. And then your experience, certainly as a registered nurse and um, with formal formalized Western medicine and combining these two things, I think is, mm. is really fascinating to me. Um, what are some of the uses of hypnotherapy? So uh, why, why would someone come to you for hypnotherapy? What, what can you do with hypnotherapy? Um, well, we, people come to us for all different uh, myriad of reasons. Um, let's see. The, probably the most popular and what people uh, would think of when they think about hypnotherapy would be to, to quit uh, a habit people want to give up and if had trouble doing so. That would be um, weight loss, smoking. Uh, smoking cessation, um, but anxiety, um, childbirth preparation, um, and I have I, I have some sort of standard um, stor- standard sort of uh, scripts that I use in our sessions for um, sort of mainstream issues. But then we also do a lot of custom scripts. Okay, give give us an example of. I think the most common I've always heard of was the weight loss and the smoking sens- cessation. So let's say somebody came to you for one of those two things. Give us an example about how that would work. Okay. Um, like the process in, they would yeah. show up. Okay. So somebody would, um, you know, would come in for a session. And so we talk a little bit about what hypnosis is and how it works. And, um, and, and I, before we get started so that we can sort of, um, get a framework from where, where, where we are beginning. Um, and I and I often tell people that the only um, real necessary thing I need from any participant is um, a mental attitude of acceptance of the information being offered. So what I would be doing would be talking somebody down into a relaxed um, state and then offering suggestions. And they are always awake and in control, but deeply relaxed. And if they desire to accept the information, it will go in. So do they do they know the suggestions before they're actually in the session? Uh, you know, do you go over that with them in a preliminary session about what you're going to do during the hypnosis session? Yes, I give them a little heads yeah. up about what yeah. to sort of anticipate hearing mm-hmm. um, and what it feels like when they get relaxed. Because quite honestly, many of us are so busy in our lives that being in a state of relaxation is sort of foreign a lot of times. So this it can is be true. Yes. so actually relaxing can be a little anxiety producing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we talk about well, what that feels like. When something's new. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And there is definitely like that that trust element that is important um, because you're 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 in somebody's space and and you're um, in a vulnerable position. And I see it in healthcare anyway with people coming in for um, for any any issue um, that there is that sort of um, position of vulnerability and so we sort of address that but also um just sort of how um how the hypnosis works and why it works um and so there is definitely that necessary um ingredient which is their willing acceptance of what they're hearing without judging it first without being on the fence about it because if you're not um willingly going to accept it your body will reject it because you are in control and you say yay or nay to what goes in and so what i would just need is a mental attitude of i like it i'll take it Okay, so are there, do people vary a lot in their um, acceptance level or their trust level um, or their ability to relax? 
Is that is that an issue when people come in for the first time? Oh, definitely, definitely, people vary, um, and I get sort of a sense for that. And and you know, people are. are um, pretty self-aware in that way of, of whether they feel very relaxed or whether they um, or what their um, sort of preconceived notions about hypnosis what the notions are um, so we talk about that and I get a feel for how much induction they need meaning how much of that progressive relaxation do they need before we mm-hmm. get on with the, um, the nitty gritty of the information. I, I think people do have some preconceived notions about hypnosis and some of them are in the myth category. <laughs> and so do you have to do a certain amount of dispelling of those myths? And Certainly. What, what are some of the ideas that people have that really aren't on track? Well, you know, I've had people come in and jokingly say, am I going to leave here quacking like a duck? And, and I say, no, unless you want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, if the you really want to, I can help you with that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's sort of where we right. use the word hypnotherapy a lot is because we are interested in it, not so much for its um, entertainment value, but it's, mm-hmm. um, its therapeutic value because it's really a it's a profound tool for personal change, and that's really what our in- interest is, is for people who are desiring assistance with changing their own thought process, and that's really what we help people with. Um, by beginning with changing their thought process, they make profound changes in their behavior and um, in, their, in their perspectives, and they find that their life sort of rises up to meet them. They, um, they experience the changes in their world in profound ways because we are like little um, magnets, like attracts like, and what we project out there we receive back. Um, and, and a lot of times we're intending things um, that aren't what our, our heart's desire is. We don't understand oftentimes um, how much power we have in creating our life experiences. And so for some people, these hypnosis sessions are their first understanding that they are in a powerful position to create what it is that they want. And um, and maybe what they've been generating um, in way of intent is something that was um, not known to them. And that suddenly, through the process of beginning with um, the hypnotherapy and then self-hypnosis, um, they begin to realize that, that they are putting a vote in the creation of, of what's going on around them even, and certainly in their reaction to those things. Um, so it's a, it's a remarkable tool for uh, personal empowerment and self-mastery, and that's really where we're at with it. That's our biggest so how, interest. how does the subconscious mind versus the conscious mind play into this whole thing? I mean, is your is your conscious mind wanting one thing and somehow, you know, is there not agreement somehow between the two? Or how do, how did the subconscious mind and the conscious mind work together in hypnosis to to create a positive result? Okay. Um, well, a lot of what we do is trying to get get everybody on page, the, on, the, on the same page, the subconscious and the conscious yeah, mind. Because a lot I, of I times there, there certainly is incongruence mm-hmm. between what you desire on a conscious level and what you continue to create from your, the position mm-hmm. of your subconscious. And um, our subconscious mind is um, it's where we house our permanent memory. Everything that's ever happened to us, everything we've ever heard or done, um, is stored in our subconscious from the time we were infants and even before. Um, and so we were early in our lives, we were 
we absorbed everything about what we heard and what we saw. We were like little sponges, and, and it, really the subconscious mind is set up for our survival. We absorbed all those things early on so that in the event something happened to our caregivers or our parents and we had to take care of ourselves as children, we would um, be able to based on what we absorbed. So we absorbed everything. And some things are still, you know, still serving us well as far as what we mm-hmm. absorbed, and other things aren't. Um, for instance, you know, a three-year-old child who's in, at the dinner table, um, her parents are encouraging her to eat all the food on her plate. So she absorbs an idea that, um, well, really it's a truth for her, that, um, you know, it, it pleases clean, mommy clean and daddy. Yeah, exactly. It, it pleases mommy and daddy when I clean my plate. Don't waste that food. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it serves her well as a three-year-old. She gets praise and positive mm-hmm. reward. Um, but at 33, when she's still cleaning her plate, um, and not understanding that it's because <laughs> it pleases mommy and daddy. You know, she's still cleaning her plate, and she might not understand why, but it's because she's still holding on to that truth that's, you know, really oh, okay. impressed hugely in her subconscious mind. And that's just one example of many so things. So through hypnosis, can you can you revisit that Absolutely. subconscious belief and... It is you, you change it or reevaluate it. We what? we are in a position with the hypnosis sessions to sort of rewrite your script, and and I people call me and they tell me what it, their particular issues they want to work with, and I sort of make little notes and I jot down ideas based on what they tell me, and then I come up with um, a script that's oftentimes tailored to them. We do a lot of custom scripts mm-hmm. um, based on what people's issues are and try to keep it to sort of a, um, a minimum. You know, you don't want to overload too many different things. You know, sort of interrelated um, issues often work well together in one script. Um, and then in that impressionable, deeply relaxed state, I can offer some new suggestions that might be more in keeping with what there is definitely more in keeping with what mm-hmm. their values are on a conscious level, what they want to create now, you know, mm-hmm. not what they had then. Um, I, I want to just take a little break here. This is oh, such certainly. a fascinating discussion. Um, for those of you who might have just tuned in to WERU, we're talking with Kristen Jacobson today about hypnotherapy and the uses and benefits of hypnotherapy uh, to to all of us and the great possibilities that that opens up for us. And I, um, I'm fascinated by this idea of the custom script. So you have the, the ones very often that people come in t- uh, and ask you about as far as weight loss and smoking sens- cessation. But I think what I'm hearing you say is that there is a much broader use of hypnotherapy and that people could come in with actual requests of you know, a problem that they wanted to to talk about and change some of their thoughts behind, and you would write what you call a custom script for that? Yes. P- yeah, give, give us some examples. Um, well, actually, one very recent um, example would be um, somebody who came to me um, because she, um, a couple of things. There was um, some nail biting going on um, that had always gone on, but then there was this also this issue about um, around midlife, suddenly putting on weight, feeling a little thick around the middle, that middle age spread. She really, she came to me really believing she had plugged into this idea. And she said that word, I like plugged into this idea that just because I'm turning 50, that I am um, getting thick around the middle, like that's okay and normal. And and so I said, okay, you know, I think that's and, and one we can all relate to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. Like okay. we, like the, you know, we sort of like mm-hmm. these are like mass conscious belief systems that we hang on to, and then that those belief systems, those truths that we hold on to, 
um, you know, really we put energy into that and it, it creates itself as true. So we sort of prove ourselves right all the time. And your body based on follows our, the directions absolutely. of your beliefs. Absolutely, yeah, yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, we create our world to sort of prove, our, prove those points, you know. So we're, we're going to be heavy around the middle now yeah. because we're 50. Okay, yeah, so that's we buy we'll into that. So anyway, she really, she literally said the word plugged in and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So, um, so I led her on a, a little journey of visualization during her session where I had her... Um, envision a massive um, switchboard, like a gigantic panel of all mass conscious belief systems. And, um, and she was to evaluate, sort of look to see where are you plugged into this? You know, where, where have you plugged in? And, and then I had her reach in her mind, reach over and unplug. And as she unplugged, these cords like spontaneously just disappeared in her hand. And then she was free. And then she was free now to create what it was that she did desire for herself. That, that's an amazing image. It was cool. Yeah. It's and, a and very she, cool image. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it was we neat. And, <laughs> and she, in her experience of it, you know, the way she described it with me afterwards, it's just really powerful. And um, she felt so fantastic as a result. And, and like literally she had unplugged. And um, and so it kind of then freed her up to, to mm-hmm. do something else. <laughs> it seems that the, the visualization part of it uh, is very effective. In other words, you're saying she's picturing this switchboard. For some reason, we can analyze things to death, but sometimes a simple visualization like that, yeah. se- the, the mind seems to respond so beautifully to that. Yeah, I, I tend to use the word imagine a lot, um, mm-hmm. using the powers of your creative visualization or your imagination, because not everybody is visual. Um, I am mm-hmm. a visual person, so I tend to see in, in pictures, and um, but not everybody is. And so the, the word imagination is the one I tend to gravitate towards just because some people are um, more kinesthetic. They feel things. And other people are more auditory. They hear things. And so they can use their imagination in any way that they process information and create their own sort of So do experience. you adjust the custom script to in, in that way? Um, well, I usually get a feel for based on how they talk about what their issue is and how best to reach them. And I kind of mm-hmm. um, like that particular one. The fact that she used that word plugged in, I thought, oh, all right. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. So you're plugged in. Let's unplug, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's, it's fun. I, I have a lot of fun doing it. And, um, and it seems to be um, very effective. The feedback I've gotten has been so fantastic. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when, when we were um, driving up this morning, you were telling me a great story about a custom script that you were designing. Tell us a little bit about your process for designing the script. Um, That's challenging. Yes, it is. It is. And if I get um, so wrapped up in my head with it, I I feel a little like, oh, no, maybe I don't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I can't do this. (laughs) So for me, it's a big process of sort of letting go and saying, okay, well, you know, I'm just offering it up and and I'm going to see what arrives. And, 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 um, and invariably, something arises that, um, you know, it's, uh, that I, I end up writing and, and then saying, oh, that's really cool. And I'm not really knowing where it came from. And time and time again, it's, it's, it's right on. It's just one of those um, really wonderful experiences that mm-hmm. um, I just have to sort of um, let go of any preconceived idea I had of it and you know, it's one of those cliche outside the box things. And, and you have such an enormous um, uh, medical background, and you have so much 
in your toolbox there <laughs> that I suppose in that letting go, it probably allows the right tools, your subconscious, to pick the right tools out of the toolbox for you to be able to do that effectively. Yeah, it's neat that you say toolbox because I really see this, um, the hypnotherapy, as a, as a tool. Um, it's a tool that... Um, you know, that is available to all of us. And it's a tool that I've used for myself and that I um, assist with other people in in um, understanding this as a tool for them. Um, they come to me and I help them with one issue. and um, But then they know the process and they kind of... Um, are then able to sort of see, well, one, they have success with, with one major personal issue that they've been struggling with. Um, and they also, in the meantime, have learned, one, how to sort of relax, and then sort of how to be in a position of creating, um, a position I call of abundance. Um, abundance mentality means that you are sort of in a space where um, you're in a place of gratitude for what you do have, and then you attract more of that, you more abundance, mm-hmm. rather than a position of sort of weakness and lack, where you pr- you create nothing but more lack. It's that like attracts like, and mm-hmm. it's sort of whatever we hold on to in our subconscious and way of belief systems, our limiting understanding and belief systems and truths we hold on to in our subconscious is what we what creates our reality time and time again. So it's really important to sort of clean house in that way. Right. So and the hypnotherapy is kind of helping us reevaluate what's in that that subconscious tool bag and saying, well, maybe we want this and maybe this is outdated and we could update this for our benefit? Absolutely, absolutely. And and then recognizing ourselves as sort of a projector of of what we hold on to as truths because um, truly our our behaviors, 80% of of our motivations and our behaviors come from what we hold on to in our subconscious level. And um, only about 20% is... um, the the conscious mind the willpower mind um, yeah, eighty twenty that's yeah, pretty amazing your odds are like pretty good that you're going to fall back into <laughs> your old patterns yeah. you know because you know mm-hmm. we recognize those patterns and um, and if it resonates with what we hold on to in way of our own belief systems we'll gravitate towards those things even if consciously we want something else for ourselves it's really important that we kind of get rid of what we hold on to mm-hmm. in way of our subconscious um, patterning um, so that, that you know I spoke a lot about the the um, subconscious mind. The conscious mind really is only responsible for about four things, and um, it would be our rational mind. It's the part of us that rationalizes things so that we don't worry. <laughs> things like, um, yeah. you know, I, I smoke because it helps me relax, or um, I overeat yeah. because I'm emotional. You know, I keep gravitating okay. to these things because so they the are so mainstream. Part. That's rational. There's the analytical part of our mind that, you know, of course, analyzes things and helps us figure out problems. There's um, the short-term memory, like, gets us through day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very utilitarian. And then there's also that willpower, which um, is fine for the short-term Um, but like uh, willpower to the mind is like adrenaline to the body and it kind of wears itself out pretty quick. So you can't really rely on it for Mm -hmm. long lasting change. And that's where hypnosis can be, um, an alternative to some of those white knuckling practices of trying to make change in this, you know, that comes with so much struggle. This can come without all of that struggle. So, so you could be really making use of your subconscious mind so that things will go much easier for you, be much more effective. You're certainly talking about 80-20, and you've got most of the power in the 80, but you're trying to live your whole life by the 20. Yeah, Um, yeah. I I can see where that, you could really 
improve a lot of things for yourself. Yeah. Way. Well, tell me now, if uh, how many sessions, let's say someone is coming in for weight loss, um, how many sessions are we talking about, and what's the procedure there? Um, well, we um, we set somebody up with one session um, for something like that, where um, we would also send them we would have the session and then we'd send them home with a follow-up cd with um you know with real strong encouragement that they they really ought to listen to that cd daily for 21 days just to reinforce the message some people would come for one session and that would be enough the change would take place but for the rest of us hard-headed it would take a little bit more reinforcement of the the message so you're saying one session and someone listens to the cd every day for a month Yep, and they have that, that okay. they have that tool to take home with them. Mm-hmm. And so what they're what during that twenty one days, every you know, for some people it, for most people, nighttime before they go to sleep is a nice time to do it because it might be the only time you have all day. And what's fantastic about it is that it talks you down into that relaxed space again. So you sort of have a practice of meditation you sort of didn't um, bank mm-hmm. on. But during that relaxed space, when you're relaxed in your body, relaxed in your mind, you sort of regain your perspective because it's really easy to lose that perspective when we get busy in um, in our day-to-day life and and operating from you know these unconscious um, habits again so it's sort of a good time to sort of um, you know to sort of touch base with what you're what you're intending and so you're reinforcing the message and so oftentimes people can come to us once and then not need us anymore but of course we're available but we don't really we want to make it so that people aren't dependent upon us we want these are tools that we're offering we want to mm-hmm. teach people how to take care of their own thought process, how to, um, you know, how to just create closer to what they really desire for themselves. I mean, that's really my, my goal with Rain Song. It's really about personal empowerment, about self-mastery, about um, deciding to co-create your life with mm-hmm. intention mm-hmm. and recognizing that intention, recognizing the vote that you have in creating your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I certainly like the idea of something that's so self-empowering because so many times in our present medical tradition, we, are, we have a problem and we're giving our body over to someone else mm. like it's a machine and yeah, we're saying like you car. fix it and we're scared because we don't feel that we can do anything about it. Yeah. And this is very self-empowering. Certainly and it is. also sounds like it doesn't take a real long time. You're not talking about you know, five years of therapy to address an issue in the subconscious mind. So that makes it very available to everybody. Um, Talk a little bit about what is self-hypnosis and and how does that work? Um, Well, it's very similar in that um, with self-hypnosis, you are relaxing in a very similar way um and then offering yourself the suggestion um you know you can do the relaxation techniques and then um mantras and um and certainly that visualization key is huge um because every time you envision something for yourself you sort of um put a vote like i said before i think in its creation and so you're sort of um with practice uh, women do it all the time in preparation for childbirth i help women with that i've used it myself um, oh, talk about that a little bit because i know you use some of this for preparation for childbirth too yes absolutely um well, a lot of it is one uh, sort of unplugging from our preconceived notion that um, childbirth and um, includes pain and suffering as necessary components. Um, you know, I always um, talk about the difference between pain and suffering, and and I think it's so interesting that 
um, there are two necessary ingredients to suffering, anxiety and anticipation. And without them, there might be some pain or discomfort, depending on how you decide to register it, and we can work with that. <clears throat> but um, but pain, and, pain and suffering are not interchangeable things, and um, suffering without anxiety and anticipation cannot exist. So a lot of childbirth preparation really is one, kind of um, deciding that what women have learned their entire lives about childbirth is not, doesn't have to be accurate. It absolutely is not. Um, as in our society, we believe that they're, you know, that it's a horrendous ordeal, but um, most everybody else in the world, women who have never um, listened to that type of talk since they were little girls, um, don't mm-hmm. believe that, and therefore their uh, complication rates aren't even nearly what ours are. Um, so women, time and time again, put votes in for what their experiences are in childbirth in the same way. So in preparation, it would be about um, spending a lot of time undoing the fears, the anxieties, and then um, and then putting a lot of time into envisioning what it is you do want. Um, and then every time you go there, every time you go there in your mind, every time you speak of it in your head, it's all um, in a very uh, positive way. And and so that it doesn't impart you with fear. Instead, you feel stronger every time. And every time it grows in momentum as far as, um, as, far as um, the reality that you're creating. And mm-hmm. so um, it begins with with your mind's eye and we say that often in in rain song that um if you can see it you can be it and create it in your life and it begins with a decision in your head really Mm -hmm. and your and your perception yes certainly that difference between pain and suffering i think is very interesting because suffering seems to imply that you're a victim Mm -hmm. and that you don't have a choice over what's happening to you right and and that's very powerful to be able to look at pain but not suffering yes we've all experienced discomfort or pain you know and Mm -hmm. um i remember the the day i went into labor with my first daughter i talked to my nana on the phone and i said uh nana you've had five kids you know help me out what do you got for me (laughs) yeah exactly she was the right person to talk to (laughs) she said oh good luck honey i'm like no better than that (laughs) she said she said it's just pain and um and i thought and at first i said oh, well, what help is that? And then it was a big help. I realized she's right. There's going to be an ebb and flow here. There's going to be some times of discomfort and some times where there's not. And and women scare the heck out of each other all the time in our society Mm -hmm. saying, um, you know, I was was in labor for 48 hours and blah, 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 all this, like, horrible thoughts. Um, But the reality is that in in the course of any labor, um, there's actually a lot more time spent between contractions than during. And so um, really, it's not about white knuckling it for 48 hours. If you do have that long of a labor, it's really not at all. It's about um, about maximizing your periods of rest, and it's about mm-hmm. um, allowing your body to do what it knows how to do and get your head out of the way. Um, it is, it's, um, it's our fears and our anxieties yeah, we that end up screw looking us up for time problems. and time again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I think the same thing happens with menopause. Oh, um, yes. You know, we, and yes, we want to be prepared for whatever happens, but I know I, um, at one point I spoke to my own mother and I said, well, what was menopause like for you? because I thought it might give me a hint of what it would be like for me. And my mother said, well, tell you the truth, I don't remember. <laughs> and that was all she had to say about it. So I thought, well, I guess maybe it wasn't such a big thing for her, and I don't want it to be um, a negative thing for me. So I guess I'll, I guess I'll listen to her. <laughs> and, and that seemed to be quite true. 
So I think sometimes by listening to the negative experiences mm-hmm. of other people, then we're more likely to bring that into our own experience, and we don't need to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, you're listening to WERU Community Radio, and we've been speaking with Kristen Jacobson of Rainsong about the benefits and uses of hypnotherapy. Uh, we'll be back, and we'll be talking again with Kristen and continue our discussion about hypnotherapy, so please stay with us. Welcome back to Healthy Options. I'm your host this morning, Andre Bella, and we're speaking with Kristen Jacobson of Rainsong. Rainsong is a center for hypnotherapy and holistic wellness. And today, uh, Kristen is telling us some very, very interesting uh, things about hypnotherapy and uses that all of us could benefit from. Um, One of the things that we didn't have a chance to talk about, and I'm very interested in, is your sound light machine. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, we use a, um, a primordial rhythm and, and light therapy machine called the Nova Pro in our sessions. Um, and the reason that we use it is that it helps deepen relaxation um, quicker. Um, it, it, 
you wear earmuffs, similar to what we're wearing now in the studio, <laughs> um, and it, it has a, um, a resonant, this uh, kind of a continuous rhythm in it, and then um, you'll hear my voice in the earmuffs as well. The primordial rhythm is considered a sound of creation. It mimics a lot of sounds that we're familiar with, um, like the sounds of the ocean, and um, the sounds actually in the womb make sort of a um, consistent resonant rhythm, and, and the primordial sound machine does the same thing. Um, so it helps relax somebody. It also helps mim- um, It helps get rid of some extraneous sounds that might inhibit them from, from relaxing. So is this something you're using during the session to yes. get people relaxed? Yep, during the session, throughout the session. Mm-hmm. And okay. they're listening to this, um, this background sound, um, which is very relaxing in itself. And at the same time, um, we have some eyeglasses to wear that um, you would just keep your eyes closed and you'd feel a a light on your eyelids that would um, also be another uh, tool to minimize distraction to help you relax more. Um, and it's it's a very effective tool in itself. I use so what's what's the light? What kind of light is it that you're using? It's um it's it's actually a, a consistent sort of a green blinky light. But it's interesting that um, how we perceive it. Um, a lot of people are shocked to know that there's not all different colors in it because they are perceiving uh, lots of different colors through the session um, rather than just the green. But it really is just a green light. It's really just the green light. (laughs) So people have their eyes closed and and this this light light is flickering on their eyelids. So they're perceiving many different colors, but the light is really only green. Yes, that's right. It's it's really kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's it's a neat little tool. So is it the combination of the two, the the light and the sound, that helps people relax yes. more? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. And is this something that you designed yourself, or no? It's it, not. It's a, okay. a tool that I purchased for the for specifically for our hypnotherapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, sometime I would like to experience it. Oh, definitely, <laughs> because it, it sounds very, very interesting. Um, my other one of my next questions was that I wanted to ask if because you have such a background in meditation and you're an herbalist, are there ways of combining that you combine these different therapies together that you've used, and what are some of the ways that you can combine therapies? Um, well, we definitely, um, I definitely when when I see somebody for um, any issues at all um, for hypnotherapy, if I um, have an additional offering in way of um, a plant to use as well or some type of supplement that they might want to consider investigating, then I will certainly offer up that information. Um, I also offer herbal workshops in the space and creative visualization workshops. And um, and to me, it's all so interrelated. It's all about um, self-reliance. It's about um, being able to care for yourself on so many levels and being um, in our workshops I talk a lot about using kinesiology in way of uh, tapping into your inner wisdom because we are all we all have a wealth of information available to us now explain to us what kinesiology is it's uh, literally the study of muscle movement and it um, it it works on the idea that um, certain things uh, strengthen our body and certain things weaken our body and our body responds in kind um, and so you, it's a it's a way of muscle testing to get yes and no responses from your own body so that you um you know for instance somebody tells you of a of an herb that you should use for this or that complaint or a vitamin that oh this really worked for me you should take 
these B vitamins or whatever. And, um, but you're not sure whether that's something your body needs. Kinesiology is literally a way to um, tap into your body's wisdom and begin to communicate with your body, communicate even with your subconscious about knowing what it is that's, that's there and what you need. Yeah. It's a really fascinating I, thing. I always find this totally, totally fi- fascinating. My chiropractor uses this, and Neat. I've been going to him for 15 years, and I'm still amazed every single time he does <laughs> Oh, this. I know. It's like magic, but it's not. <laughs> I, I, it's really I mean, I also so know fantastic. that this works on animals. Um, because I know someone who does this with animals and has for many, many years. And it's amazing the wisdom of the body that yes. comes through. Now, is that coming through from the subconscious mind or just from the body itself? or um, Both. Well, your subconscious mind, really, it functions like your little computer data bank. I mean, you, you've, there's information that's been put in there, and it's sort of like... Um, it's sort of you're drawing out information um, to find out what's there and and you know what figure out what you are working with. So mm-hmm. um, the subconscious mind is literally like your little storehouse of information um, in way of your repertoire of experiences and and what you know. And so your inner wisdom is really uh, a lot of um, you know what you what you're holding on to in way of belief systems. And there's certain ways that I can reference it in order to make it sensible. To people, but kinesiology is the tool mm-hmm. uh, of communication. It, well, now um, tell us that story about when you were a teenager, and um, you know I think you had the yeast infection, and yeah, you, I had some, you figured that out. So how how did that work? Um, well, I um, had some chronic um, conditions, like systemic candidiasis, yeast, um, overgrowth of of unhealthy bacteria in my body, and um, I went to one after another um, physician who. Um, you know, treated the symptoms, and then they returned right away. And this went on for a long time. And finally I ended up with a, um, a medical doctor, but also um, he treated people in a more holistic fashion um, who put me on a very strict detoxification diet. And in the process of four months, I watched my body just transform, and I experienced a state of perfect health where I... I'm so grateful for. So I have actually that uh, frame of reference. You know what, what it that, feels yeah, like. I, I know what it feels mm, like. And, that's good. And so that sort of, um, that really began my lifelong learning in, in, um, in how, to, how to access that again, you know, in way of, um, for other people. And so, and everybody's, you know, everybody's body requirements are different. And, and all of this is sort of, you know, coming full circle and, um, sort of meeting in the middle and mm-hmm. um but that was really what started me um in my passion for holistic healing and holistic mm-hmm. health was my own experiences of healing and return to balance and um and I know that it's absolutely possible for everybody um in, in whatever their condition um really it's it it's not too late mm-hmm. it's not too late for anybody in order to to retain um, or regain balance in their system well the balance part seems to me to make so much sense um, I find that challenging to be able to listen to my own body because we've been so taught to listen to other people who tell mm. us what's good for us. And Absolutely. our bodies are all a little different, and what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for us. Right. And that you had that experience as a teenager of what it felt like to have your body in such perfect physical balance. And again, you say all these things are recorded in your subconscious mind, so you always know what that balance feels like. And if we could all experience that and know what that balanced feeling is and know that we created it ourselves, that would be enormously empowering. 
Yes, certainly. And one mm-hmm. success in that avenue like leads to another. It's sort of, um, it's it's a lot of people. It's like their first exposure to their their own abilities, and and mm. then um, once they they gain successes um, behind them, they feel much more confident in using. Let's these do some tools. more. And I did it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And, and great feeling. And learning to listen to their own inner wisdom for the first time, possibly ever. And um, you know, and I um, often tell people that learning the secrets of control over our minds and bodies um, only requires us, at least with the hypnotherapy in the beginning, um, you know, to let our minds relax enough to receive our own beneficial suggestions. And so we can sort of um, impart ourselves with new information, but our, um, we also have an inner wisdom that's already present and available that we, it's very, very beneficial to learn to tap into and, um, and communicate with. And so use that as a that frame know, of reference for This is all else. available for us personally, and, and yes. Rainstong is available for us personally. I think you're located in Montville, Montville right? Yes. So uh-huh. you're close by. Yep. Um, and for those of you who are maybe just tuning in and listening to us, uh, this is WERU, your community radio station, and this is Healthy Options. And we are talking to Kristen Jacobson uh, from Rainsong, which is a center for hypnotherapy and holistic wellness. And this morning we've been talking about hypnotherapy, and it's been a fascinating discussion. At the end of the hour, Kristen will also give her contact information um, so that if you would like to speak further with her, um, you'll be able to do that. Um, now that we've heard all these amazing benefits that exist from hypnotherapy, one of the questions that just begs to be asked here is, does Western medicine as we know it now use this kind of therapy? Uh, and how does the future look? Are we going to see some more physicians that might be open to looking at using this? Um, I think that the, I think absolutely. I think that the, I think it's sort of a, a tool that's becoming necessary in our in mainstream medicine. Um, I think there there is a shift taking place now that is sort of um, sort of a blending of of two worlds. I think that again, when I mentioned before about meeting in the middle, I think that's sort of what's happening now. You, you used mm-hmm. to have um, somebody on way in this end, um, western end of the spectrum, and eastern end of the spectrum, and and now there is something called integrated medicine. And one predominant figure in that that I can think of would be Andrew Weil. Um, who wrote mm-hmm. Spontaneous Healing and Eight Weeks to Optimum Health and other things. And he is a, you know, a, a traditionally trained physician who's brought in a lot of other stuff to, to make mm-hmm. it less um, out there and more sort of mainstream and considered normal. So um, I think that, and, I, and I've been hearing about um, hypnosis being used in uh, like the preoperative settings in hospitals around the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, it's fantastic. It's really a, a wonderful blending. And, it's, and it really encourages people to... Um, you know, to investigate all different avenues. There's not one right way for every body, um, but there, there's a whole, a whole um, gamut of, of, of places to, to pull from. And, and again, you know, this is a, another tool in the tool bag, and, um, and, I, and I think it's a really important thing to have a lot of different tools in your tool bag. <laughs> well, um, since you, you work also in a traditional hospital setting, um, are there doctors that you know of that are using actually trained in hypnosis not that i work with not, not that, that i work, work with but i know yeah. in the more in the like is the psychology part of of um medicine then yes i know i know that there are physicians using hypnosis and hypnotherapy in in that end i don't mm-hmm. um 
and work in, in psychological health in, in my nursing field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't had a lot of exposure to it being used in that setting outside of, you know, in way of um, preparation for childbirth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think there'll be possibilities in the future where this will be more common or do you think doctors will be open to this i think it i think it is it it coming is it on the agenda somewhere i hope so i would like that to be so and i think that i think that it is i think it begins with the individual again you know you certainly will find physicians um you know reaching outside of what their um, traditional um you know, repertoire of information and, and training is and, and pulling some other things in, some additional tools in their tool bag. Um, and I think that it's, you know, it's one at a time, it's here and there, and I think that more and more um, this type of discussion is becoming more mainstream. It's not so mm-hmm. sort of um, out there and for somebody else and, and with all this language that is hard to get a handle on. It's really, um, you know, it's become much more accessible to many more people. And so, that, so therefore it's not so scary. I think the more people know about something and the more familiar they become with it, uh, the more possibilities there are of acceptance. Yeah, it's a lot less scary. And I suppose all of us um, who, when we do go to our doctors, if we can mention this from time to time and ask if it's an option, I don't know how receptive they would be, but I think somehow we also have to advocate for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We also have to speak up about things that we know about that might be helpful because so much of medicine now does seem to be the doctor telling you how it is and what you will do about it so it would be nice to be able to um, I I would assume that this very much lends itself to a combination of if someone comes to you for hypnotherapy um, for let's say a medical condition that they're dealing with that this would work in tandem with whatever they're doing with their doctor whether the doctor was really open to the hypnotherapy or not right I, well I, I definitely you know don't um, treat disease that is for their medical physician um, I treat I do treat people and the issues that they're mm-hmm. dealing with and a lot of times surrounding the illnesses that they're that they're um, they're being treated for um, but I, I think a lot of physicians would be delighted to have um, have a, a client or a patient come in who has been engaging in, in anything generated um, in way of um, self-promotion and, um, and hypnotherapy in, in ways that they are, um, are motivated personally in, in one direction or another. I think that a lot of physicians would be delighted with that in that they um, have a a patient come in who is um, already on a path. They know themselves well enough, and they they're not just handing it over very sheep, sheepishly. Like, here is my broken body now, fix me. You know, right, right. That's sort of a difficult. So, place a, a to doctor would would appreciate someone who was taking a role in willing to their be health actively participating. Yeah, in their mm-hmm. in their return to balance, and it can be really frustrating. Um, you know, for them, I know um, to to um, be treating people who are not. Um, are not actively involved in their own treatment. They they're just checked out of the process and removed. Right. But here's really here's my body, my mind going heal. out somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not part of this. You fix you didn't me. heal me. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's a physical thing, and so you deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it so interrelated. So it's really, um, yeah. It's just a physical thing. Is is often not not at all the case. Well, um, one thing I want to just go over again when we were talking about someone having a session with you in hypnotherapy, I think some of the questions that 
people might have. And it would be very interesting, actually, to do this as um, a live show, a call-in show sometime, um, because people could really ask their questions. I'm just kind of trying to guess what their questions might be. (laughs) But I think people have that feeling that when they're in um, a session that they might not remember their thoughts after the session or they might not be in control of of what's happening. Could you could you speak to the logistics of that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, in the session, um, the person is never. Um, is, they're never. Um, they are always in control. They're always awake and alert, even, okay. but just relaxed. So it's not like um, you're suddenly you don't remember anything like you've right. been given there are certainly you know, gas for a tooth extraction and then you wake yeah, up right. later on and you don't remember what – it isn't like that. No, it's not like okay. that. There are levels of deep hypnosis that um, you know might get into that, the amnesia realm, but there's nothing like that necessary for – for what we're doing, certainly. And so people are always remember the session and um, and feel really relaxed and, and like they feel like they've had a nap even though they've been awake because, quite honestly, um, you know, deep relaxation and hypnosis, the um, 15 minutes of that is the equivalent in rest to our bodies as four hours of a, a nap. Well, so you really do kind of feel like reinvigorated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'll take and then that. they go on about their day like, woohoo, I actually mm-hmm. had a rest. Um, and so, um, so, no, they are certainly awake and in control. Mm-hmm. And do they remember what the uh, things that went on during the session? Certainly. Afterwards? I think that's I the other like question hear, people ask me. I like to hear what their personal experiences of it were. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, they can articulate it very well because they're very present. And your conscious mind is still very present even throughout the session. But your subconscious mind is also sort of more available mm-hmm. and present as well. And that's sort of that critical factor or that doorway to your subconscious mind, that boundary is blurred. And so while your conscious mind is, is right there awake and, and aware, um, your subconscious mind is also, you know, that gateway is open. So we can impart it with some new information where we wouldn't have been able to before mm-hmm. that deep relaxation. Mm-hmm. So it gives an opportunity to the subconscious mind to be heard to a be, little bit better. Yes, to be, to be present and to be um, receptive. Mm-hmm. Now, um, tell us a little bit about Rain Song. Who, who's part of the Rain Song team? Okay, <laughs> the Rain Song team, that would be uh, me. And um, my my sister, uh, Carrie Holt, and our mother, um, uh, Lorraine Johnson, who um, has really given us a lot of training in the way of the the hypnosis. Um, And like I said before about growing up in the rag doll and the power of positive thinking, we're never allowed to to speak negatively (laughs) about ourselves. It really was a good training for for, uh, speaking positively. And that self-talk is is hugely important. I mean, we we really uh, run ourselves into the ground a lot with negative um, banter. And so it's really a huge, you know, component there, too, about learning to, to uh, speak well. There's, um, you know, there's power in the spoken word and also the words that you think in your head. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that, you know, training has been with my sister and I our whole lives. <laughs> and, um, and now we've kind of teamed up with our mom in, in beginning Rain Song. And, um, Sounds like a great team. <laughs> it is. It really is very fueling. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's been fantastic. It has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. So how long has Rainsong been in existence now? How long um, have you all been working together? About, um, about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Montville space has been in existence about six months. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. not even, maybe five. Because mm-hmm. I know you, you have quite a, a lengthy medical career that existed way before 
uh, rain song. And, and I, w- I would think that certainly f- is kind of reassuring to know that you really are a medical person, that you know what you're doing in the medical world, and you're also combining, bringing the two ends of the spectrum together in a very effective way. Um, what, what do you envision as the future for rain song for all of you? Well, I think that, um, well, the future, I, I really like what we're doing. <laughs> and I think that um, I would just like us to, to reach as many people as we can in way of, of helping uh, assist positive change. And then, um, because, you know, assisting people with one thing, like I was saying before, and um, demonstrating how changing their thought process literally can change their life, that sort of, there's like a snowball or like a ripple effect of that. Um, and I, it actually, I see it a lot with, you know, I keep going back to the childbirth thing, um, but every time, you know, every time people make a, a positive change and see some great result, they feel more empowered and they make more positive changes for themselves. Um, and then they feel more and more self-reliant and more personally empowered and then they're and then they have more to be grateful for, and then they move into a position so of it's a gratitude. Great and abundance positive and snowball. They, yeah, exactly. And then they yeah. it, like it just creates more abundance for them personally and for their families. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like a, say a mother moves through her pregnancy and and um, into this preparation phase, and then she she births with a posi- from a position of power, and she her postpartum period rather than feeling depressed about how it went, she feels. Uh, elated, elated with herself and her her mm-hmm. power and mm-hmm. what she accomplished, mm-hmm. and that is like. And imagine, you know, I mean, th- to to begin your parenting from such a position of of uh, con- competence and confidence is mm-hmm. fantastic Personal for power. the children. Yeah. And so it's sort of, you know, I, I think it just magnifies outward, so that in their families they're stronger and in their communities as a result. And so I really, that's my vision. It's pretty grand. <laughs> oh, I, think it's a, I think it's a great, I think it's just a great vision, But it begins with the individual things. <laughs> we, we've been talking with Kristen Jacobson this morning about, about hypnotherapy. And um, Kristen, all of us at Healthy Options would like to thank you for being here with us today and talking about this fascinating subject. Thank you um, so much. Please give us your contact information again. Can you tell um, our listeners, how they would get in touch with you? Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, Rain Song is located in Montville, Maine, um, and we're at 412 South Mountain Valley Highway in Montville. And I can give you our phone number. It's 207-589-4817. And you'll probably be speaking with my sister and partner, Carrie Holt. Um, we She can give you um, or email you. Uh, our email is, you have our email right, written right there, right? Um, I don't have it right here. Well, yes, she- I do. G O T O K J J at yahoo.com. Great. And she can give you or email you a uh, listing of our upcoming events. We do have some workshops coming up. We frequently have group weight loss or smoking cessation uh, sessions. We also have an herbal basics workshop coming up in August. It's a Saturday all day workshop. And um, it's a part one of a uh, two-part uh, herbal series, and um, and it's just a fantastic time. And so if you're interested in any of that, you can contact us there. Okay, great. Well, many thanks to Amy Brown, our News and Public Affairs Manager. 
um, this morning. And please send us your comments about the show and other Healthy Options shows. You can reach us at info at weru.org. I'm Andre Bell, and I've been your host for today. Please join us every first Wednesday of the month at 10 a.m. for Healthy Options on WERU, your community radio station.